Hello and welcome to the Roam Around League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, we take a look at a group of prospects at pick 11 for the Washington football team. Quarterback isn't the only position this team should be looking at. The team will have a chance to impact player at that spot. Also look ahead to the conference championship game this upcoming weekend. And a quick, quick recap of one of the best weekends of playoff football ever. A lot to cover, so let's get started. So pick 11, obviously the obvious position of need for Washington, and that's that's no uh, secret here, is quarterback. Um, and there's going to be some guys that are they're not going to be worthy of that pick, but are going to be pushed up to that area, if not higher, just because the way the NFL draft works. Um, sitting here in late January, about almost three exactly, exactly three months away from um, the first uh, day of the draft. So there's going to be some guys that are going to go higher than Washington's pick at 11. There's going to be guys that will be perfect for that pick at Washington for at 11. Um, so there's going to be a lot of things that can be taken into consideration for the purpose of this um, segment of the podcast. So I'm going to look at one guy that I, I really like, and that's quarterback Malik Williams from Liberty. You know, Malik is 6'1", 225. Um, his stats from this past year, he was 207 of 339 um, completions, 2,857 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, which was an uptick from the previous year. Um, you would like to see him get back to that 2020 form. And then he had 197 carries, 878 yards, good for a 4.5 YPC, yard per carry, and 13 rushing touchdowns. So 40 total touchdowns in the year. It's a great, you know, year for a quarterback, um, especially in that college level. Yes, he was going against um, weaker competition. His two biggest, you know, um, opponents were Syracuse from the ACC and Ole Miss from the SEC. Um, he had some moments in each, but also struggled against both as well. They lost both games. Um, against Syracuse, he did throw, you know, some dimes. Um, definitely holds on the ball a little too much, and that's, you know, really just because he has a really dearth of talent around him. He needs. I'm interested to see when he gets an NFL offense with guys on the outside that are actually NFL quality players. How he does, and even offensive line. Obviously, he had 52 sacks this past year. Um, but you know, once he you know has an NFL line that's capable of blocking in front of him and receivers and tight ends and running backs that can help him out, and I'm really intrigued to see what he can do. His arm talent is next level. Um, it's on the same level of the guys like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. I know that's you know a huge statement, but that's just you know what he possesses. He can throw it from anywhere on the field, 70, 75 yards on the field with ease, flick of the wrist. Um, seems like he's a really good guy off the field. Coaches taking a liking to him. A lot of the scouts and um, league personnel have seemed to uh, really think highly of him off the field and think he's a very smart, cerebral player. That's, that's really going to help him um, going into the draft process. The Senior Bowl is going to be huge for him next week. Um, he's going to get one-on-one time with a lot of NFL coaches and scouts and uh, executives. So that's going to be a time where he really going to have to nail um, you know, his you know big job audition, really. Um, so he's a guy, like I said, he, he's extremely raw. You're gonna have to be you're gonna have to be uh, patient with him. So I don't know if watching the spot for them, because I don't know if that's gonna be the case, especially with Ron potentially coaching for his job next year. But you know, maybe not. Um, but Willis is a guy that you know, like I said, really intrigues me. Definitely the most talented quarterback in this class. Um, doesn't mean he's gonna breach that talent or you know be the best quarterback in this class. But just based off you know pure raw ability, um, Malik is definitely right up there for me number for the number one quarterback um, for those reasons. Um, and again, like. If he can sit for a year, that'd be great. Um, I think his high-end potential is a guy like Josh Allen. He's not as tall, but he runs very similar. Um, he can run those quarterbacks weekly. Josh Allen even just did this past week for the Bills. So, um, again, I'm really high on a guy like Malik Willis. Moving to other positions, you have safety Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. Um, he's a guy that you know could be there 11. More than likely, he will be gone. But his, you know range and ability is the next level he's a guy that reminds me of justin simmons uh, the bronco safety who's you know an all pro um hamilton 6'4 220 absolute you know huge for a safety 
He had 39 tackles and four interceptions last year, and that was really in half a season. He had an ankle injury. Um, he's a guy that, you know, he's going to test well. He's going to test like a freak that he is. He has eight um, interceptions total in his three years, almost two and a half of the injuries that he suffered. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, would take this defense to a next level. Pairing him with Cam Curl would instantly be a top five, top safe, top five safety duo in the NFL. Quarterback Derek, cornerback Derek Steenley Jr. from LSU. He's 6'1", 190. He has immaculate ball skills for a corner. Um, he definitely plays some receiver in high school, and they try to get him a little play some receiver for LSU as well. Um, but he he also was a guy that suffered from injuries this year, didn't play very much. And last year, he didn't play as much either during the COVID season. Um, so really, you have to go back to his freshman tape, which is absolutely elite. He was top five talent in that, in that uh, freshman year. He had six interceptions as a freshman. He's afraid to tackle you well. He's a dynamic pump, pump returner as well. So he's a guy that could be there 11. You pair him with Kendall Fuller and William Jackson. That's, again, a top quarterback trio in the NFL. Then you have uh, inside linebackers, Nicobe Dean from Georgia, um, six foot 225, smaller side for the linebacker, but he has great speed, 72 tackles, six, uh, six sacks, and two forced fumbles this past year from Georgia in that national uh, title team. Um, he was a big catalyst for why that was one of the best defenses the last 20 years in the college football level. Um, again, sideline to sideline ability, um, really instinctive player, and he's a guy that you know he could be a top 15 pick, someone that could really be the Mike linebacker for this team that this still really needs. Then you have the other inside linebacker, Devin Lloyd from LSU. He's a 6'3", 225 guy, 6'3", 235, excuse me. He had 111 tackles this year, eight sacks, four interceptions. So I love his pass rushing ability as that, at that middle linebacker position. He could be a pick at 11. Um, my biggest saying is that I really don't really think they should pick linebackers a back-to-back year, but you know. If he's the best player on the board, that's who you have to go to for them. And uh, Devin Lloyd's a guy that kind of reminds me of Darius Leonard, that tall, lanky, lanky um, li- uh, linebacker that also, you know, is great in coverage. So I think Devin Lloyd kind of fits in that mold, and he would be a pick at 11 that I really would consider. And you have two wide receivers that I really like. I think it's another need for this team. They need someone opposite Terry McLaurin. You know, obviously, I am still a big fan of Curtis Samuel. He had a really unfortunate year with all the injuries but he's a guy that has you know everything this team looks for um to be a number two option outside of terry but i, I think curtis is a chess piece they can put him in the slot they can put him on the outside they can put him in the backfield so i think if you have that other number two receiver outside of terry you can really do you can let your imagination go wild with curtis samuel so i really think they should be looking for another two numbers than the number two receiver i still have faith in diamond brown but he's a guy that is role as well hopefully takes a huge step in year two he's gonna need to if they don't bring anyone else um via fair agency or the draft but two guys I like to pick at 11 would be Drake Lennon, USC wide receiver. He's a mammoth of a target, 6'5", 210. In that Mike Evans mold, big, fast. I um, mean, 88 catches, 1,084 yards in it for a good for a 12.3 yards per catch and seven touchdowns. And that was in eight games. He got hurt with an ankle injury, missed the rest of the year. Um, but he's a guy that, I mean, if he played a full season, that's easily over 100 catches probably going to get past 10 touchdowns 13 1400 yards so that's in the pac 12 obviously they're not known for their defenses in that conference but again it's still very very impressive it's 88 catches in eight games is an average of 11 catches per game so um he definitely was a high volume target there in usc he's a guy that this team lacks a big target on the outside cam sims has that but uh you know, potential, but he's a free agent, and they didn't use him as much as I thought they would this past year. So Drake Lindgren would be a great guy to bring in for someone, for a young quarterback, if they have a young quarterback, or if they trade for someone. Just having a big target like that on the outside would be huge. And then you have uh, wide receiver Jameson Williams. I'm still very high on him. Um, he had a great year, but he did tear his AC on the national championship, so that's definitely going to you know push down his stock a little bit. He's 6'2", 189. Fast as all get out. You know, he's a four, high 4'2", four low 4'3", guy. Again, that was you know pre-ACL, but I fully expect him to be you know right there when he gets back from it. He had 79 catches, 
1,572 yards, 19.9 yards per catch, and 15 touchdowns. Um, again, he was a huge, huge target for Bryce Young in that Alabama offense. Him and John Mechie um, were a great one-two punch in that SEC. Um, and he's a guy that I would consider a pick 11. You know, maybe he drops more to the 20 range because of that ACL. Um, and if they're lucky, maybe he even drops away the second round. I don't see that happening just because ACLs are not what they used to be. Guys are coming back pretty quickly and um, coming back effectively. Um, so Jameson Williams, a guy I still would consider 11, especially if he his medicals check out um, at the combine and the pre-draft process. I'm moving to the playoff games this past week. You know, starting with that Bengals-Tennessee game, um, it was a great week of football. Like I said, it was crazy that every game ended in a you know walk-off score. Um, Bengals-Titans kicked it off. Um, I picked Tennessee, wasn't really confident with it. I, I kind of wanted the Bengals to win. I'm a big Jamar Chase and even Joe Burrow fan. I love what they're building there in Cincinnati. Whenever they get an offensive line, that team could be a Super Bowl contender. And I mean, I say that now, and they're a step away from the Super Bowl, so they could still win it this year. But obviously, they have a tough matchup next week. But um, you know, they played great. You know, Burrow's just tough as all get up i mean you know i mean he got hit i think he had nine sacks that offensive line is really really porous but um joe stood in there jamar chase is just an absolute stud he's every everything that i thought he would be coming coming into the draft he took a screen route all by himself basically 60 yards uh after the catch that that route was absolutely beautiful to set up the game when he field goal after the interception from Tannehill. um give him a nice hezzy with a head to the left get to the right and um Janora Shankins had no idea what was going on, and the safety help wasn't there to get there, so Jamar had a great job of getting that play and setting up that uh, game-winning field goal by uh, McPherson for the Bengals, who's been a clutch rookie kicker for the Bengals. So they're moving on. You have the 49ers and Packers. Rodgers had not played to his capabilities. Obviously, um, I'm putting an all on him. Um, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL, is the best receiver in the NFL, in my opinion, and they had nothing else really going for them. I mean, Devontae was being force-fed, but no one else set up. Lazard, Cobb. Um, none of those guys really did anything for him. Aaron Jones had a nice game out of the backfield. He had a 75-yard catch before the halftime, which they weren't able to capitalize on because they got the field goal block right before the half. And really, it was just a you know, complete letdown for that team. And this is third straight year they've been number one seed and haven't been able to make the Super Bowl. So I think it's time that Aaron might be moving on. I think Denver, obviously, they probably someone that's really interesting to him, you know, being closer to the West Coast, the team that needs a quarterback. They have a really good defense, really good weapons. And, you know, if you're the Packers, you're asking for Jerry Judy back, something like that, just because it seems like Devontae Adams and Aaron want to be a package deal. If he goes to Denver, and maybe they include Devontae in the trade just because he, yes, he's a free agent, but they can franchise tag him and trade him that way because they're not going to let him walk away for nothing either. So, I mean, obviously, it's their total right to keep Devontae, too. They can tag him and not have to move him at all, but clearly Devontae and Aaron seem like a package deal. And that's going to be a coup for any team that's able to get them if Aaron doesn't, you know, indeed leave Green Bay. So, um, again, that was a horrible loss for Green Bay. Jimmy Garoppolo did just enough to win that game for the Niners. The defense was, you know, immaculate. Nick Bosa made plays. Fred Warner is the best linebacker in the NFL. Him and Darius Leonard, he's a guy that Aaron just looked, for, you know, I don't say scared of, but definitely was you know, keen on where he was throughout the field, and you know, he's everywhere. So, um, yeah, that, that, that was a great defensive performance by San Francisco, great special teams performance. That was obviously the MVP of the game with the block punt, and the block field goal, the block punt that ended up in a touchdown. So San Francisco wasn't able to do too much. Um, you know, Debo Samuel had, you know, another Debo Samuel game where he makes plays when he needed. Um, even Kittle had one drop, but still made some good plays for them. But, you know, Jimmy's a guy that can be available this offseason, someone that's been linked to Washington. I think he's in play for Washington. You probably can get it for a second-round pick. Uh, obviously, he's not the huge high ceiling guy, but he's someone that I think they should consider just because it, there's something about winning. Like I think the guy's like 36 and 15 as a starter, and his team wins. You know, and that's almost like an Alex Smith kind of trait that he does. And um, I guess the team could do worse than him. Obviously, you're shooting for someone better, like a Deshaun Watson. Obviously, if everything checks out off the field, or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, or maybe even a Derek Carr that comes available. But I think Jimmy G definitely could be in play for this franchise. 
hit the Rams and the Buccaneers. Um, didn't want to bet against Brady. I, I, I picked them in the pre-podcast as well. Um, and the Rams did everything they could to try to give that game to Tampa. Um, that scares me going forward. Um, obviously, Stafford was clutch in the end. Cooper Cup, you know, been the best receiver in the NFL this year, statistically, and a guy that just can't be covered out of the slot. And he proved that in that final play. That was a definitely mishap on Tampa Bay's defense. Lamonte David didn't know it was a zero blitz. Um, didn't go. That made it easier for Matt to get the ball off and show throw a perfect pass at Coop down, Cooper Cup down the field. Uh, but again, Tampa Bay had their chances after the Rams were trying to hand the ball. Acres two fumbles. Um, Brady threw a beautiful pass. Mike Evans down the field to be Jalen Ramsey to get the back in play. And Leonard Fournette had that touchdown with 40 seconds left to tie it, but left too much time for LA. Um, and LA, like I said, they dominated the game for the first two and a half quarters, but the turnovers and by Cups fumble, Acres fumbles. Um, again, they they were very very lucky and fortunate to win that game. And usually when you give Brady that many chances, you don't live to tell about it. But fortunately for them, they do. And then you have the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, and I don't. This game was the best <laughs> probably game I've ever seen, or definitely the last five or ten years. They've been. It was just masterly of quarterback play in the NFL. Two of the best in the NFL. Mahomes probably number one. Allen's not top three, top four. Um, again, this is everyone should know how good Josh Allen was coming to this game, but this is coming out party. If anyone had any doubts, um, the guy is special. Mahomes is beyond special. The throws he made, even that sidearm throw that went, you know, past the defender into Tyreek Hill. 10 yards down the field and you know even Mahomes will get 13 seconds left and you know even then I, I again I'm not going to call that was going to happen I was like I still a good amount of time there it was horrible to play a Buffalo not kicking the ball off squib kicking it and then just horrible defense getting Tyreek 20 yards in the first play and leaving a seam for the middle of the field for Kelsey to set up the field goal so um but again Buffalo was celebrating he thought the game was over um and it should have been I mean Gabriel Davis had the best game of his career um, he's a guy that fourth round pick at UCF. He's definitely gonna be the number two receiver opposite of Diggs going forward. I mean, you know, Sanders was at this year, but Davis took it over with a bang in the postseason with two hundred yard performance, four touchdowns. Something he can tell his grandkids about, but unfortunately he didn't come out with the win. But um can't say he did a great job of neutralizing Diggs. That's why Davis had that one on one play at the should have been the game when he touched down. Um, excuse me, that was the other one. This is third of Gabriel's touchdowns where he, you know, sent the corner to another dimension with that beautiful head fake to the left and inside. So Davis was great. Allen was great. Um, even Zinclair made some plays. So they completely deserved to win that game. Both teams deserved to win that game, but it's not the way it works. Kansas City um, was just better. It did better in the end. And Buffalo is going to have that, you know, mountain to climb if finally get past Kansas City eventually. Maybe next year's that year, but unfortunately it wasn't this year. Um, but I'm, you know, I think like speak for every NFL fan that we're going to be um, in for a treat if those two quarterbacks are battling for the next two years. It might be the next, you know, Brady Manny matchup in the AFC. It's a, uh, it's going to be a spectacle to watch. And then you got the AFC, AFC Championship, uh, Bengals versus Chiefs. Interested for this one. This will be a three o'clock game, three o'clock start. Um, I'm again huge Jamar Chase fan. Joe Burrow, they have a great offense. T Higgins is you know one of the great young receivers in the NFL as well. Joe Mixon's a good running, really good running back. Their defense showed up and they played great against Tennessee. DJ Reader had a freaking awesome game, shutting down Derrick Henry. I thought they were going to lose something with Larry Ogunjobi about, but unfortunately for them, they were able to still neutralize Henry. Trey Anderson, I'm got hurt, a little banged up at the end too. They're going to need him back for next week. Eli Apple had the game when he played for them. They need some more plays out of him. Um, Obviously, it's not their top corner, but someone they can have those secondary players that are not their main players makes the plays. They're going to need that against you know coming after the King and the Chiefs of Mahomes uh, on offense. So um, Cheeto Woozy has been really good for them this year. Obviously, uh, Justin Bates is one of the best safeties in the NFL. I see Jesse Bates. Um, Von Bell's a great in the box safety, so they have good some good defense. Logan Bates is a good linebacker. Um, so I mean, I think 
they already beat him in the regular season. Granted, that was Cincinnati. This is the playoffs. This is in Kansas City. Um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good game. Obviously, Jamar Chase had his best game of his young career. 11 catches, 266 yards, and three touchdowns in the Week 17 matchup. So Kansas City has to do everything they can to neutralize him. I think they should double him. Let T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd beat you because, obviously, Chase can, and he can, you know, basically win them the game like he did in Week 17. So it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be closer than many people think. I think the Chiefs are, a lot of people think the Chiefs are going to run away with it, but I think it's going to be a close game coming down to the end. But I think the Chiefs and Mahomes with, you know, Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, even Jerry McKinnon has been a really good, you know, player for them in these playoffs. It's been really good. And Clyde edwards Lair made some plays in his return last week. So, again, they're getting healthy at the right time. And I think their defense will, you know, hopefully Tyron Matthew will come back for them because it will be a huge cue for Kansas City, especially with Cincinnati, um, you know, the high-powered offense they have. And we'll go with the Chiefs. The 49ers and the Rams. The NFC Championship at 630. It's another great game. San Francisco was owned the last Landers Rams. They beat them six straight times. But the Rams, you know, I think all intents and purposes, I think everyone would agree they have the most talented team, better quarterback, um, probably better staple of receivers between Cup, uh, Odell Beckham, Van Jefferson, Higby's a solid tight end, um, Cam Akers, and Sonny Michelle at running back. Um, again, their offense is great. Uh, their defense, Von Miller, uh, Leonard Floyd, uh, of course, Aaron Donald, the best defensive player in the NFL. You get Jalen Ramsey, best corner, or one of the top corners in the NFL. The safety play has been good. Um, so, again, I think the Rams finally get over the Schneid and uh, beat the Niners. But, again, I, I think anything goes up. This is another toss-up. The four Niners, again, know how to play that team. Those teams know each other so well, playing so much twice a year. Um, obviously, and again, the San Francisco has a number. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do just enough to keep the Niners in it. They're going to need some big plays from Debo and George Kittle, though. Separate themselves. Obviously, Shanahan pounds the rock in the, in the postseason, so I expect a lot of Elijah Mitchell, a lot of Debo Samuel come out of the backfield. I think Brandon Ayuk could be an X factor if he can make you know two to three big plays, kind of give the 49ers an edge. I think that'd be huge for them. I mean, obviously on defense, they're going to Nick Bosa to step up like he has been. The Samson Agumakan, excuse me, um, you know, former Ram himself. I'm sure he's looking for a big game going against his former team. Obviously, Fred Warren is the best linebacker in the NFL, or one of them. So. Again, the 49ers secondary was you know, pretty solid last week, so they didn't need that same performance going against the Rams. Um, so, again, I, I think I'm going to go with the Rams, but, again, I think it's really big of a toss-up just how San Francisco plays the Rams. Well, with that, that concludes the Run League episode. Um, Washington will have some good options to look at with the 11th pick. After one of the greatest ball weekends ever, hopefully we'll see a similar display of action this weekend. Next week, we'll be back with a new episode looking back at Conference Championship Games, along with some 2022 Senior Bowl talk and NFL Draft look ahead. Also, look for me on the John Conn Report later this week, talking draft in the senior poll. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScott21 and Instagram at RomanLeague_Pod. underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.